Hi, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Can you hear me? Yep. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. Sorry. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I felt like I was going to sneeze. I was trying to wait for it to pass. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Vanderpump Rules Party. I'm Holly Borges. Awkward start. I'm Sarah C. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? I'm gonna uh, mute for a second because I think when I adjust my headset, it makes that clicking noise. So I'm gonna mute, adjust my headset. All right. So I think she's adjusting, guys. Okay. Can there. you hear me? Okay. Yep. Cool. Okay, so, so we we just finished the episode. Both of us took our notes and we've jumped on to bring you guys our thoughts right out of our heads. Um, yeah, we're going to skip social media. We're going to tackle that later because we're going to do part two of the Q&A, which God knows, I don't know how it went so long. So, long, but, so we'll catch up on social media and the two watch what happens live via Zoom tonight I think is Randall and LVP and Lance Bass and um, it's Randall right? Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, yeah Lola. Lola and Randall. And then last week they last week they had the uh, mm, trifecta couple that was interesting so we'll catch up on that what's been going on social media when we do um, part two we'll have a couple couple surprises this week so um, you know your we'll th- see your, where we get. Your thing is still really clicking. Do you? Is it? Some, is it? Yeah. Okay. Hold on. Does this sound any better? Yes. And I guess we'll see as we go on. There's no clicking. That's just, good. Okay. Well, I kind of pulled it away from my mouth a little bit. I can't hear anything, but I did hear it on the podcast. It wasn't terrible. It was just like, what is that? And I thought, well, maybe when I move the... Yeah, I I mean, I have no idea how technology works, but I'm assuming that when one of us talks, like the speaker just picks up everything of the person talking, you know, so I I don't know. I think it's just sensitive. Yeah. (laughs) Well, maybe one of these times it's just talk with the computer audio I mean that's how I do my normal meetings is I don't really use a headset um, but it just seems like I mean I definitely think I think like going forward like the best thing to do would be to get a microphone and put it on a stand and talk that way if we're like truly going to have to do this for months more we should probably change our setup but for now this is just going to have to work I mean I remember listening to Ronnie and Ben I mean, they're always Skype or via whatever they've changed to now. But, like, I remember hearing Ronnie open his screen door to go out on his balcony and smoke a cigarette. And he had, like, a wireless headset on. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know what they do now. Yeah. It wasn't that long ago, though. Yeah, that was, yeah. It's, it, it, um, it gives a, you know, it's a, it's a relatable sound. It brings us all together, right? Yeah, I mean, certainly the Watch What Happens Live, we all appreciate, but the Zoom, you know, it's like you're not getting that in person, it's delayed, people keep talking over each other, so it's what we're, you know, doing in the meantime. I, um, I, Sarah and I haven't seen Watch What Happens Live because it hasn't aired here yet, but I was 
looking on social media, and apparently Lisa talks over everyone the entire time, so it's a little awkward. Can't wait to see it. Oh. They said, uh, one of the comments was, Lisa, I think, is used to being, like, the only guest, or, like, you know, the, the most important guest, you know? She usually is the only guest, but what I did watch was, um, just today, actually, I didn't realize it had been on. I was looking through my DVR because it's like Slim Pickens these days. And I realized I missed the one. It was Ramona from New York and Kyle from Beverly Hills and Melissa and Joe from Jersey. And I thought, well, those are three powerhouses all on one and on Zoom. And usually Ramona just bulldozes over everybody. But she was restrained. Uh, restrained, restrained. <laughs> no, I sound like jacks. Uh, restrained and respectful, and it worked out. I was shocked. Oh, that's good. Anyways, all right. Should we get into the episode? Yes. So this episode was called "Shame Hangover." So let's jump into it. So, um, yes, yeah, so escape. Yeah. <sighs> Great starts. <laughs> I, when my yeah, eyes. That's a wrap. <laughs> seriously, night, let's everyone. just end it. Yeah. Our, our recap is. <sighs> that is, it pretty much does sum up the episode. Like I, like I wish we were zooming right now so you guys could see my face and like the disgust. The Venice skate park. Is this a joke? Seriously. Like hey. those fools being there is just. do you know what i heard though just retracting a little bit when you said zoom um so we've been working out different um because i always use one program for you know online meetings and webinars and things like that we've been researching other ones just for better options and different price points and whatnot and zoom was one of them but uh, someone I work with said, well, yeah, but that's, there's a huge security risk with Zoom. I'm like, what are you talking about? I didn't, I didn't know about this. Oh yeah, it's called Zoom bombing. It's very easy to hack into someone's Zoom and like crash it. I thought, why hasn't someone done this with Andy's yet? Like, can you imagine just someone like crashing Andy's like powerhouse Zoom or like, just imagine the possibilities how great that could be that would like be he's great live. You know, he's got like tonight lvp mm-hmm. would have brandy crashed it or um cedric her you know i mean there's no man there's no way it's truly live like they're i i think they're heavily editing it don't you think yeah they'd have to yeah because who, who are people gonna hack zooms they're gonna hack celebrities all the people doing concerts and all their free stuff like they're not gonna hack you know just oh i'm having a meeting today yeah let's um, let's discuss but, sales yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways that's funny so venice skate park okay well yeah not a lot there <laughs> Uh, Max, uh, not impressive. And then he's like, "There's no way jacks. if those people won't they they don't like going to Sheena's house in Marina Del Rey, but they'll go to the Venice oh, yeah. skate park, right? Which is like super inconvenient to get to. Parking's a nightmare. Traffic's a nightmare. Oh, but you can't like take a freeway right off the exit to get to Sheena's because at least there's a freeway that goes to hers. 
Yeah. Oh, so Jehoshua, where was Jack's in traffic? Where was that footage there, Jerry, of Jack's going, Gah! Oh, it's just going to take. Pretty sure there's places to skate in your neighborhood. Okay. I'm pretty sure there are some skate parks in Valley Village. Seriously. Yeah. I mean, that it's like a huge skating area, quite honestly. Yeah. So, I mean, Jax is really actually the only one that can skate, though. But then Max tries to be funny. He's like, oh, he's like, like some kind of Ducks hockey player. Quack, quack, quack. Like, it, it's not working. It's not funny. <laughs> like, no. First of all, he's not a Ducks fan. He's a Red Wings fan. Or he's a, obviously a Tampa fan. But, like, just quack, quack. <laughs> funny, Max. I mean, yeah, like, and, and, like, he truly was cracking up at himself. Like, I was, like, waiting for him to be, like, flying V, <laughs> flying V. Like, ugh, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't think Max probably watches, like, any sp- That's fine. Guys don't have to be into sports. Um, but I'm surprised. I think he only knew one reference, and that's because it was a Hollywood movie. Because mm-hmm. that's it. I mean, to be <laughs> fair, I, I I don't either. So I'm I'm kind of with them on that. But it was dumb. Yeah, I don't I don't care. You don't need to watch sports. But I mean, that's what I mean. I think it's just his only reference. But he tries so hard to be one of the boys. The boys. Yuck. Anyways, so. I mean, that was it, except for then Jack's asking Schwartz, like, so did you work it out with Katie or, or what? And then Schwartz is like, oh, you know, like, I used to be like a kickflip and stairs master as a kid. And they flipped to him as a kid. And he can't really hack it now. He's all sore and shit. But whatever. Jack's asked Tom if he squashed things with Katie. And, I mean, then Tom vented to Bo. He said he vented to Bo, but then when Bo didn't agree, he was really caught off guard. And then as we saw, he totally insulted Bo. Like, I don't ever need your, or I don't need your approval ever. Which, you know, things a little bit with that extra word. Um, And Bo was just like, hey, you know, it's, it's just, you know, whatever you guys do at home is your business. But it's just like you said these things to her and it was in front of everyone. It's really humiliating. Thank you, Bo. I agree with you right now. I have other feelings about you later in this episode. <laughs> yeah. But in this, you know, in this time it worked. But Tom's like, oh, I was just utterly disgusted by Katie's reaction. So Tom truly still thinks there's nothing wrong or problematic. He's disgust- disgusted at Katie's reaction. He thinks she's being self-indulgent. And just awful and it's like he's missing the whole point and he's missing the whole point because he's just so like sheltered white privileged guy to be like, fair though why didn't she explain it to him like why didn't she instead of just being like Ugh, like she she wouldn't really like yeah. why not tell him well I think this is maybe where editing is I mean she explained it later in her confessional but maybe she was sober then because it, she did give off mixed messages because when they replayed the scenes, she was outside the cop car, put her hands over her mouth, and she was laughing. But then, as it sunk in, and maybe more tequila sunk in, then she got emotional about it. So it's like, 
yeah, she no, had like a point, but she didn't communicate her point. I agree with you. Yeah, like I just um, I it just would have like made the whole like it obviously would have given her a reason for that bringing that up because like it it was a good point she had a point and it would have made tom look stupid not that that's why she was doing it but it would have helped to maybe just like say well i said it because of this and then if he went against that then that would be a whole nother thing but like it was just weird how they were like just dancing around the subject it was bizarre yeah because i think I'm not sure if that's what initially got her upset or she thought about it or her and Ariana were talking and then they just cut all that out to make her look dumb and self-indulgent because they love to like, you know, prop shorts up and whatnot. But I think if she had like called him out or if someone had said that to Schwartz, like he likes to think of himself as so supportive and like open thinking and like if someone had actually explained it to him, maybe he would have gotten it and been had a different reaction. Because the thing is, he's been on after shows and confessionals long after this, and he still thinks it's her reaction that's the problem. He doesn't think like anything about what happened is the problem. Like they're not getting it because they don't get it, and most people don't. You know, like in his situation, we can say our situation. Like although you and I both had have stress around. <laughs> situations like that mm-hmm. we're like oh shit oh is that that car registration for oh, that ticket <laughs> yeah we're both we're both scarred but maybe not everybody is like a schwartz and so they're a little sheltered and it's like real life and we're also even though we might be like uh oh, there's a lot of people where it's like that's just a daily occurrence and it's a little insensitive as katie later explained And Ariana later explained, they just should have explained it that night. And both of them were laughing at the time. So, I don't know. It was kind of like post-mortem shame and regret on their behalf. They didn't really... Yeah, yeah. And, like, I don't know. Like, that's happened to me before at parties. Like, where, like, something, like, super inappropriate is happening and everyone else is laughing. And you're like it's not funny like it's truly not funny this is actually like very offensive and like I don't know like I some maybe I should react sometimes but I don't because I don't want to ruin the night and I think that that's what Tom was saying is that Katie like truly was like putting a cloud over the night which if they would have just like it just seems like a miscommunication I don't know I it's I don't know yeah I I I I I get it and I yeah, that makes sense, and I think it was just like a little bit overly edited, and no one explained themselves properly, and that could have been avoided. But yeah, again, it's like when you laugh at other people, laugh at you're like, mm, I'm not gonna laugh at someone that has like an issue. Or I just remember the one time on a plane, and this poor woman came out of the airplane bathroom, and I know, I know you're gonna laugh right now, but it was just sad at the moment. I didn't laugh, but someone next to me was laughing and I was very angry with them but this woman came out and there was like toilet paper stuck from the top of her pants all the way down past her feet and trailing down the aisle like a freaking wedding march and it was and no one was saying anything to her and it was just it wasn't just like a little bit or some that stuck to your foot it was like a sad situation and the people were laughing I just thought well you're monsters that's like and that, again, no one wants to stop her and tell her like, "Hey," because that's also embarrassing. So it's like, oh, what do you do? But what, maybe don't laugh and point. What would you do? 
what did I, well I was on the window seat so I couldn't like if I were to stand up and yell then I'd draw everyone's attention to it <laughs> the person next to me was laughing and pointing and I was not happy with that situation I'm like stop stop that is not funny that is stop but you know yeah I, and then by that point when you realize that the person's way up front and like w- what can you do but and then you embarrass them and then they ha- on the plane and then they have to sit there feeling like everyone's looking at them like maybe just tell them as you're deplaning and or just like tear it off their pants or something I don't know it's yeah yeah awkward you know, but when you point and laugh at something like that or something like this where it's like oh you think it's funny because shit like this doesn't happen to you ever and it's a joke but it's not like a joke to a lot of people so it's the only point but yes I agree they didn't explain that in their perspective and they were laughing at first so I guess it was confusing for viewers it's just like I, I don't understand how we're supposed to like this is a bigger deal than the pastor thing like, like, like this has like gone on for two weeks now. Like, it's like this. Like, and is it a huge? Yes. Like, they are both very important topics. But once again, they have failed to address either one of them. Yeah, it's just true. Yeah, good point. It's like they're trying to talk about social issues, but then like they get scared or something. It's yeah. Weird. Exactly. Well, so then, you can come oh, here and we'll discuss them all, right? We yeah. discuss everything. Okay, so... Um, Jax. Yeah. Jax is like, so Schwartz finishes, and Jax is like, oh, these girls, they're just like, what is it? They're like nettable or edible or... Everyone's like, huh? They're they're edible? They're net Like, you can get them? You can eat them? What? Bo saves the English language. You mean inevitable? It's not that hard, Jax. It's not that... It's not a big word. Maybe you should hang out with Katie Moore and her, you know, word dictionary, her word of the day uh, practitioner. <laughs> but he just couldn't. He's like, you know, these go, it's like, it's inedible. Inedible? I don't, I don't, inevitable. That they're going to react and blah, blah, blah. Like, just shut up. Yeah, it's not funny. And Tom's like, yeah, I hated it. It just, I turned sour. Okay, good. Bye. Yeah. So that's it, really. We go over to axe throwing, and all I'm like is, do literally these producers, you know, when someone made a comment, someone that works in production, they're like, we've worked with several production companies on several different high-end reality shows, and this production company is mm, not the A grade from this person's perspective opinion cool i don't know um but it it does make me question it because i feel like they literally just watch the bachelor and then just copy every little thing the bachelor does like hey let's go uh to a destruction room and beat up some computers hey let's go to an escape room oh hey i saw some axe throwing on last year's bachelor we should do that we should yeah yeah like or housewives with the you know rejuvenation or the waxing or laser and the like they just all kind of follow each other like yeah we'll do that too yeah do something different like roller derby yeah totally (laughs) anyways um i just thought it was just forced dumb 
I thought the axe host was a little alarming. It's like, whoa, buddy. Really? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, I just went axe throwing for an event. um, And I can say that there's always a Raquel in the group. Let's put it that way. There's always someone who's like randomly good at axe throwing. It wasn't me. So I was listening to Sheena's podcast when she had Tom and Ariana on. And Tom was keeping busy by building an axe throwing thing in their yard. And Ariana's like, come on. Like she was, she had pushed back. And then Sheena's boyfriend, Brock, who was quarantined with Sheena in Palm Springs, was like, oh, I'll come, I'll help you, mate. Actually, I'll build one in Sheena's backyard. And she's like, no, no. <laughs> so that's like the big thing. Now they all want to build their own little axe things. And both Sheena and Ariana were like, how about we just go to a facility meant for axe throwing whenever you want, okay? We don't need it in the backyard, <laughs> you know? Maybe a little shuffleboard, maybe a little uh, cornhole, ping pong, what have you, but... Uh, it is really fun, I will say that. It's fun. It just seems a little dangerous because, like, they both pointed out, like... What if it accidentally goes over the retaining wall? Like, it seems a little dangerous. <clears throat> I don't know. Tam- Tom had it scoped out, and we'll see. Yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, Raquel nailed it. Nails it, not only makes it stick, but sticks it in the center. Yeah. <clears throat> and then she does, like, a double throwdown confessional. She, like, Although it's a little suspect, I, I feel like maybe it was like like not to bring it back to the Bachelor, but in the Bachelor when they all come in and they have their opening like skits or scenes and they have like the corniest cheesiest shit. Mm-hmm. Well, we've all learned that producers suggest these things to people, and some people take it and some people don't. Um, I kind of feel like producers maybe fed her these lines because either Raquel has just discovered her like quick wit and I know some of it she did on her own but when like she just nailed it she's like who knew I was going to accede everyone's expect expectations I guess I'm a bad axe bitch like I mean good job that that was great I mean when we were when we did the axe throwing you know that you have the host to like the guy that was at their thing and they help you the entire time I'm sure it's a huge liability to not have someone there helping you and um they were telling those jokes the whole time like that's what you know like they okay so So she used it or yeah I mean some people were thinking of their own too you know but they yeah they have all their little jokes ready to go like a flight attendant thing where yeah everyone's laughing i'm like yeah i've heard this same joke spiel a hundred times but it's i still appreciate it but yeah it's fun okay and i love raquel getting a moment you know it's like yeah all right cool exactly so and then we have the dumb reference of brett <laughs> i'm wearing axe throwing an axe i'm like of course you're wearing axe like every other 15 year boy boy like getting his cologne at cbs like you are that that boy I didn't even know that Axe was still a thing. Like, I am, I was shocked when my jaw, like, dropped when he said that. Blech. Like, of, like he's, he is 100%. Like, if they, if you asked me, like, who's wearing Axe body spray right now? I'd be like, Brett. 
So <laughs> I would say Jax. Jax on Axe. I'm surprised he's not pushing for that endorsement. You're right. <laughs> I feel like Jax like uses like um let's see. What what's like a basic ass soap? Paulo or Jakar. Oh, like uh like I, what, what like what's like isn't there one like Irish man or I, something? I, uh, Irish Spring. I, yeah. Quite honestly, I knew a guy named Reed, kind of a similar name. He almost looked exactly like Jack's, like literally build, face, and it was like that douche boy, kind of frat boy, came into his sales, yeah, I'm a salesman. It's, just, it's like, shut up. Uh, with your excitement, your enthusiasm, and meh. And <laughs> he only ever used Irish Spring. And literally, I went, uh, literally? No, I went to his place one time. We were all meeting up for drinks or something, and unfortunately, he was friends with some of the people I was going out with, and I'm like, well, I'll just pick you up on the way, whatever he was on the way. Literally went into his bathroom. There was a giant <laughs> basket, and there was probably a hundred bars of Irish Spring in there. I'm like, you're not fucking joking around. You're serious. This is your scent, your smell. He's like, yeah, 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 it is. I own it. And he said it. Very Jack's adjacent tone. Uh, yeah, well, I got it. I used to like Irish Spring, like when I was young, because I thought, well, like I'm Irish, like it's like supporting the Irish, and it's like, yeah, no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> also, don't really want to smell like a man, but whatever. I had a f- I had a phase when I like was into using like men's deodorant. <laughs> Okay, well, I love men's cologne, and I actually kind of still prefer it, or I like the unisex stuff, like, uh-huh. but, like my favorite, and Makila's. Hold on, i got to adjust here. Um, both of ours were this Burberry men's. They had, like, all the, like, four different versions of the females in Burberry, and we were at, like, a duty-free thing. So that's what you do in an international airport when you have four hours to kill is you go through the duty-free store, and you sample all the perfumes. And we both loved this one, and it was the men's one. It was light and fresh, not manly, but like, oh, this is amazing. And we, I think we both got one. Well, then, like, we couldn't get it again because they changed the scents every year. Yeah. They have, like, seasonal ones. And I was, like, looking on eBay and shit and trying to get my hands on this, and I could only come up with the year after, and it just wasn't the same. And I still my bathroom i still have those bottles i bought um which are totally bad now but i'm like i tried i tried so hard to find that one again but if you don't use it it goes bad anyway so it was pointless to buy more than one because we never neither one of us used up the whole bottle because that's a lot of fucking cologne i mean we'd have to change coasts to put on that much cologne you know yeah We'd have to like, well, I don't know. I imagine Randall just has like a, like a Charlie Brown, you know, the guy, the dusty guy that has the bubble of dust around him. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I pic- I picture Randall with like that bubble of cologne around him, and it's like Dracar Noir or Polo or something. Cool water. <laughs> um. Yeah. Totally. Oh my gosh! Someone Heather posted sent this meme someone created it was with I know you don't watch 90 day but you guys that do it was big ad and I kept forgetting his name and my friend that I talked to 90 day about she kept forgetting his name so we just referred to him as little Randall because he looks like a little Randall 
And they, <laughs> someone, and clearly we're not the only ones because of how they sent a meme someone had created of Big Ed in bed, and instead of Rose, his fiance, it was Lala sucking on her baby bottle. And I was like, I was just dying because it is. I'm like, okay, I'm not the only one that thinks he's like little Randall. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, so hysterical. Anyways, you really got to watch that show. It's gold. Mm, not into it. All right. Well, try Love After Lockup. That really like gets to the point a lot quicker than 90 Day. Okay. Um. Any- <laughs> 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 You're like, um. I'm like, no, no I'm not going to so good everyone that i've told about it they love it more than i did and i'm not even talking about my friends stassi love after lockup her number one favorite over 90 day over except for probably new york i'm not the only one the same yeah it's just, our- it's just not my style i don't know i just not into it okay well um Okay, where were you're not, we? You're not into, like, dysfunctional relationship shows? No. Wait, what is this podcast called? I'm <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Anyways, back to the, back to the acts. Um, I, um, I don't like to waste my time on stuff like that, Sarah. Actually, it's just not, it's just not my thing. Well, because that shit's real and this is scripted. Yeah. I, like, I, I really like real reality shows. You know, with upstanding people like the Vanderpump Rules cast. And Abby Lee Miller. Yes. It actually, actually, is she on? She's on now, right? Because uh, I know you got back into it. Oh, I'm, I mean, I'm not watching currently. I just, like, by getting back into it, like, I'm just, like, watching again. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, stepped, away, I stepped so far away from Dance Moms for, I don't know, eight years or so. Yeah. But it's, it's, a, it's a show again, right? I yeah I, I feel like I've watched a couple something I don't know I don't know if it's new though I've been watching it like on demand I don't know if it's current I think oh. so okay yeah see I haven't watched anything since she got out of prison and like when she's in the wheelchair and stuff I haven't seen any of those I like stopped watching before like right around when Jojo left is when I stopped watching okay yeah I've started watching like a little bit after that is where I okay. am right now well, we're, we could really complete each other's puzzles if you ever wanted to pot about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a while. Okay. Um, yeah, well, Brett wants to hang out with Dana outside of her birthday party and other parties. And she's like, Sheena might have an issue. And he's like, who cares? And I agree with Brett. Who cares? Who cares about this storyline? Who cares about this date? I don't. Let's move on to Charlie. I was also... Well, I didn't like the way... Like, I don't like his ask ask a girl out style. Like, all of these guys. Like, I feel like... I mean, I guess that's how it really is. Like, when you're just getting to know someone. Like, the person has to ask you out outside of work. But I feel like that... Like, if a guy... If I was working at a restaurant and I'm picturing myself working back at Duke's in Huntington or something, if some dork came up to me and was like, I was thinking maybe we should get to know each other outside the restaurant, I would be like, ew. Like, I don't want to get to know you outside the restaurant. Like, that's actually, like, a really huge step because, like, when you're working, like, you're in your, like, work uniform and it's, like, this, like, 
Like yeah. there's like this different like flirtatious thing that happens at work. And then when you see that person outside of work, it's like a whole new world that is like not always great. So I don't know the way he asks these girls out. It just like rubs me the wrong way. And then you got to really stress about like getting ready for work instead of just getting ready for work. You have to get ready for a date. Yes. In work clothes. Yes. It's just like, a, and, and then he, it's very unclear too. Like, is it lunch or, oh, we should just hang out without, like, it's always a party. Like, that sounds like, hey, you're, a, we're both new to LA. Like, let's have lunch. Like, that seems like a friend. Like, oh, we can be each other's friends. It was very unclear, gray area, but that is very LA guy. It is. It is. Um, and just leaving so much room open for like an interpretation like each of them do like how Dana has a feeling about something Sheena has another feeling about something Brett has his own feel like it's just like it's confusing right. yeah I'm sure whenever he went home to place categories at her apartment yeah they probably made out or kissed or something yeah mixed messages he's like well I don't know where she would get I was interested in her it's like well you came over to her house after a bar after after it closed and uh, I, I'm sure they probably like kissed or something so it's like oh these women today they just overreact and they read into everything it's like mm, no if you're making out with a girl you would kind of deduce like oh he's interested and not like you're jumping into a relationship but oh maybe he wants to date me no he was just drunk and wanted to like hit whatever he could like it's just annoying yeah and then, and then they make the girl look crazy just shut up go yeah totally um so then uh came along the most annoying part of the episode where dana's in her confessional and producer jerry goes what do you like about brett <laughs> what do you what do you like about brett his <laughs> his abs <laughs> yeah like produce are you kidding me like this was first of all this was the single worst episode I've ever seen and you had to put yourself in it and ask us what do you like about Brett what do any of us like about Brett we don't like him we don't right. like him Jerry stop what? making Brett happy and his abs Open. his abs like normally like I'm super into abs but for some reason his abs don't do it for me like it's he's not cute I mean, quite honestly, like everybody that won't, well, maybe not Max, but like Jeremy has those same abs. We've seen him working out with his trainer or surfing. Oh, I really yeah. don't like Jeremy's abs. Well, whatever. Everybody has abs in different like forms and shapes, but a ton of those guys like Sandoval, like, yeah, they're posted like the butt scene from <laughs> Secret Four today. And Julie was like all grossed out. She's like, ew, it's like like a little boy but blah 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 i'm like yeah i go but i do know his like front torso is shredded so it's like they all you know it's like critiquing a woman too it's like oh she has like curves or she's stick skinny or this skin it's like every it's just whatever your personal taste is like i guess we shouldn't like say his abs are gross or his abs are gross because it's like saying oh i don't like her butt but i like her butt you know what I mean? I'm just trying to body shame equally here. Mm-hmm. Or body not shame equally. Um, yeah, I guess there's just different versions of what you like and 
like and don't like because there are definitely shredded guys but I'm like ooh no like that's too much here too much there or clearly like I'm not attracted to I love Frank, Frank Catania on Jersey but I don't want that bodybuilder guy like I just I have zero attraction to the veins popping out and the extra extra biceps like you know not my thing yeah. but who's into it cool if you're into it awesome anyways now I feel like I shouldn't have said anything about his abs. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to shame you for having an opinion. <laughs> I feel bad that you're feeling bad. <laughs> I was taking the five the five love languages test or whatever mm-hmm. you know what that is, and <laughs> it was like the I appreciate you, and then I was like saying. Well, I appreciate that you say that you appreciate me, so I appreciate that. It was just became this like convoluted, like just dying in laughter because it's like this is like ridiculous. Like, well, I appreciate that you appreciate that, and I appreciate you saying you appreciate me, and I appreciate that. It's just like, yeah, come on. Papa <laughs> was so dumb and it was so fucking repetitive. It was like, do you want a gift? Or a really thoughtful, love, loving letter. It's like, okay, you're trying to make me look like a gold digger? Come yeah. on. Yeah. Everything was like gift or like some amazing thing. It's like, what what kind of test is this? Come on. This <laughs> should be called the gold digger test, okay? But you know what I scored? I scored zero on gifts. I scored most on words of affirmation, then quality time, then physical, then acts of service, and then zero on gifts. Cause that's just the bitch I am. <laughs> wow, I never, I've never taken that. Well, it's free. I'll send it to you. It's fun because you know what I did, and you should do this with Chad because you know how we always think that we know what they're thinking more than they know. Mm-hmm. Um, so you should take it, and then you should take it as Chad, and then have Chad take it, and then you compare to see where you taking it as Chad versus Chad's actual. Oh, I, that's a good idea. I did that too, and I was pretty fucking spot on. Uh, I, the two bottom ones were reversed. Yeah. So, like, gifts were more important than acts of service, which doesn't bode well for me because I'm a really good acts of service person. You know, I like to do things for people. Yeah. Like, like oh, I'll do this. Or I'll like, and this person isn't lazy, and so he doesn't care about maybe acts of service but I'm like shit now I gotta fucking redo my whole game I gotta rethink this yeah like I either need to be um I need to learn to hug or I need to um say nice things or I need to buy some fucking gifts because I really excel at acts of service yeah (laughs) so I'm kind of fucked yeah (laughs) anyways I think I think um you're partly there too yeah, I'll have to. Yeah, that's it. Oh, physical touch and the yeah, send and the, it and the praising words. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that's fun. All right, so Charlie. Okay, here's the problem. Doesn't Sir only have like three or four dessert options? Yeah, the four that she mentioned. Right. <laughs> yeah, and she's like, "Well, I would do the cobbler, which they're always." pushing or the chocolate cake or the sorbet it's like 
okay, you just listed all the options. And they're like, yeah, but what about the cheesecake, which is the only other option? And here's where I love Zero Fox Charlie, because what she should have said was, mm, I'm really picky. I'm not really a cheesecake person. But no, instead she doubled down and doesn't give a fuck how she's just being honest. So appreciate the honesty. And she's like, oh, I really only like Cheesecake Factory cheesecake. So basically, I don't like Sir's cheesecake. And hey, fucking honest, because I do not doubt that is like not spot on. I would not touch anything they make like that. Um, I'm with you. It doesn't even have to be Cheesecake Factory. Frankly, I will trust Sarah Lee's frozen strawberry cheesecake over Sir's. Okay, so I'm with you. But I love that she had the balls to say it. But wasn't even like going out on a limb. She's just like, yeah, I'm just being me. I'm just like, yeah, zero fucks. I don't give a shit about this restaurant's cheesecake. I'm going to push the Cheesecake Factory. That's what I like. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, it was hilarious. I thought... I mean, I would love having a server like that. Like, I would say, perfect, I'm not getting the cheesecake, thank you. You know, it's like, that's, those are the kind of things that you want to hear where you're like, you know, you're like, should I get the soup or the salad? They're like, you know what, skip the soup, skip it today. I would skip it if I were you. It's like, great, I'll take the salad, you yeah, know? it's like nine days old, skip it. Yeah, skip it, don't do it. Now, you had the chocolate cake, right? Didn't you say it was really dry? Or did you like it? I can't remember. I, I have for sure had the chocolate cake the sorbet and the cobbler and that it's like a flourless chocolate cake and it just it does it is no bueno you think that you're gonna get like a a chocolate cake yeah you you know I feel like when you order dessert you're treating yourself you know you're like you know what I'm out to dinner I'm gonna have a great time and I've already blown it on dinner let's just finish it off and when it comes it's like I'm sorry, but that doesn't sat like I'm not looking to pay fourteen ninety five for something that isn't satisfying me. Like that it's it's gross. Yeah. And that's the thing, like, first of all, I would never spend money on a sorbet unless it was like, we make this hand fresh every day and it's some kind of fucking amazing sorbet. And if they do make it hand fresh, guess what? They give it to you for free as a palate cleanser be- between courses, okay? That's where I go. Um, you don't have to order that as a dessert. Um, but I wouldn't really waste the, the money on sorbet. You want something like substantial. Um, and yeah, if it's flourless, you expect like a molten um, souffle kind of type of thing, not some dried out. Oh, we won't even get you started on the Tom Tom desserts. Just AKA do not eat them. Before we go there, I want to, like, the cobbler. Okay, that was pushed on us. You must get the black The cobbler, cobbler, the cobbler, yeah. I mean, granted, it provided me with the only gateway of conversation to Schwartz when he was training with Guillermo to learn how to be a charming host when Michaela and Holly were like Cindy Brady deer in headlights and were not helping me out at all. Thank God for that blackberry cobbler. But I lied my ass off. I was like, oh my God, it reminded me of home. This didn't remind me one shit of home because it was a piece of shit blackberry cobbler. It was terrible. It was a terrible <laughs> representation. But like, I'm not going to say that on camera and to Guillermo. I'm like, well, I'll just work with it. I got blackberries to work with. Let's talk about blackberries. You know, that's the only positive I can come out with this cobbler business. But whatever, they keep pushing it like it's their specialty. And it's like, well, your specialty sucks. Yeah. Saying. Um, And then, yeah, I I don't think we've done the cheesecake because 
again, it's like you can get cheesecake anywhere and also like either how can you fuck it up or if you do fuck it up, like that's pretty sad because like I said, I like frozen Sara Lee cheesecake and if if it's gr- like grosser than that, which I don't think it's gross, then that would be really sad. I mean, I just feel like um like a piece of cheesecake from somewhere like everyone knows that sir brings in their desserts and like bring and they're just bringing in like a like a frozen cheesecake yeah and it's just like super bland like cafeteria-esque you know it's not good like there's been places i've been like sir and it actually may have even been sir sewer (laughs) oh my gosh wow that really worked out um (laughs) sewer sewer uh like a creme brulee where they're like, oh my god, I'll have that because that's something you can't get at home. Don't make it home. Like it's a pain, right? I don't have a flame gun. Blah blah blah. But then you bite into it and it's fucking cold in the middle, and you're like, this, this is fucking bullshit. You know, I've been in places like that where I've ordered that and then it's fucking cold in the middle. It's like this is a sham, and that is the quality of what sewer <laughs> would put out. Yeah. So but yes. Yeah, that... So Charlie, I loved that. Um, and it, it really made me want like Cheesecake Factory. Like in the, I was like, you know what? I haven't been to the Cheesecake Factory in a really long time, and I would like to go through their expansive menu and just sit in the restaurant. You know, it just like made me long to be not in quarantine and like sit and you know go through their expansive. Well, you probably could go to uh, Bellaterra and and get it to go and sit outside. It's not the same. I need to um, sit into, like, the, the gaudy restaurant. Oh, okay. I was going to say, you don't ever door dash it? Because I door dash that shit all the time. Well, not... I, I haven't actually done delivery in weeks and weeks. I've been really... Susie Homemaker, but um, not because I'm afraid. I'm just trying to, whatever, live off the live off the land here. Um, but when I do door dash, I, I love the avocado egg rolls... I like their corn tamales. I like their salads. I like... I never order cheesecake. But, you know, they're... And, you know, on DoorDash, they're usually, like, a free delivery, like, a, a cheaper... Um, they have, like, good deals. For some reason, whenever, like, I am I'm feeling the Cheesecake Factory, instead I do CPK. I don't know why I feel like they're similar, but... Yeah. Oh, no. I... Trust me. I rotate between CBK, BJ's, Cheesecake Factory, and then I look at, like, okay, who's offering $0 or free delivery? And I, I'll go with that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because, see, I mean, kind of like the same thing. CBK's avocado egg rolls are not the same as Cheesecake Factory, though. They suck. But I like their pizzas. I like their soup and salads. Yeah, it's good. Um... And then there's a couple things I like at BJ's. Not their pizza, ironically, but... Yeah, I'm not a BJ pizza fan either. Yeah, they have a couple good things, so salads and whatnot. But sometimes I get them because they're, like, a couple blocks away. So I know it's free delivery, like, you know, one chunk off the DoorDash fee. And it's close, so it's going to get here hot. Yeah, that's always salt. a plus. Mm-hmm. CBK and... Um, Cheesecake Factory, they're all the way up where you used to live. So by the time they get down here... The shit's gross. Yeah. So, anyways, I'm sure you guys are just riveted at this local conversation. All right. <laughs> so, we have a brief cameo of Jeremy. We have a couple brief cameos of Jeremy. 
But this one's giving Danica her drinks, and then LVP and Guillermo meet to discuss Danica fucking up a couple tables. And what was this? Like, a table came in. She had two tables. She delivered the wrong food to another table, so the couple that was supposed to get the food left, but they she still rang in their bill, I'm assuming. Um, yeah, I really wanted to talk through this because I didn't get it. So... Danica, let's pretend like like she's our server. She's our server. We're waiting for our food, but our food doesn't come, so we leave, and it gets delivered to another table that eats their food, but then gets billed for the food that they didn't get served that we didn't eat. Oh. It it made no sense. So either the couple that got the food, they got double food and were charged double food, or the couple that left. Like, the couple that left, like, they obviously didn't even drop a credit card if they left, right? Oh, so they just stiffed the whole bill? But they obviously had to put a credit card down, because how would they charge it? I I don't... It, to me, it sounded like the people who just innocently ate their dinner, paid their bill, got added... I, I don't know, but how do you not notice an extra $200 on your bill? Like, right. Like, and did then, did the receipt come out and it said, like, $400 and they just didn't look at it? Or... Did... You know what I'm thinking has to be? Because somehow they have the, per- the people's credit card. So I'm thinking they ordered their food, maybe some drinks. Okay. The food didn't come. They got pissed off. They're like, you know what? Fuck it. Forget it. Let's just close out. We'll pay for our drinks. So they paid for their drinks. Yeah. Meanwhile, they leave. The food comes out. Whoever's, you know, because they have whoever deliver it, not the server. The right. server never delivers the food. Uh, yeah, they yeah. put it, oh, it must be this table because this table's empty. So it must be this table. People start eating it, maybe not realizing, or maybe they realize, and then they're like, oh, send this back. Well, they've already, like, closed out the ticket. Or when they have the double entree, they're like, oh, you charge these guys. Not It's supposed to be this ticket. Charge them. But it's not their fault because they didn't get the food it's yeah it sounds like a hot mess and like i was impressed that though they called and they found it and they called the customer to acknowledge it and that versus the other way around do you think however they, i really doubt it yeah i yeah now that i think about it no the customer probably called and guillermo explained it differently to look good yeah i'm sure i mean these are these are the people that do not answer their phone you know right. what I, you know what i mean like there's no way that someone was at the hostess stand early the next morning to answer that call it's and probably do that yelp. detective work to like you know figure it's, it's it out probably on yelp we should go look for it on yelp yeah we that's should the way to get through to them because they don't answer fucking shit not the phone not emails nothing or i'm like hey i was looking to book a large party for a special event. Nope. Same with Tom Tom. Nope. Nobody gets back to you. You can't call. You can't email. You know what else is weird? Like, I always wonder, like, why... Like, you know the, the woman tonight that was like, what about the cheesecake? You know, she asked that to Charlie. Like, if I if I saw myself in that scene, I would join all of the Vanderpump Rules, like, Facebook groups, and I would be like, hey, everybody, that was me. If you have any questions, let me know. You know what I mean? Like, where are these people yeah. that are featured in, in the um, episode? Like, I would love to, like, ask, like, what else happened? Like, what what happened? But they, right. they seem to just, like, not exist. 
<laughs> well, they seemed to exist when we were there being filmed, and they wouldn't leave us leave us alone. They're like, oh my god, you're being filmed. And remember, like, Schwartz kept wanting to come back and talk to us, but, like, we were being swarmed by the chatty Cathy's yeah. strangers. Yeah, yeah. Okay, here is, here is where I have another problem. So... So I heard this theory, it was a really good point, on, you know, the Danica Max saying he's going to have her banned, and their sister restaurants, manager to manager, that's a potential lawsuit, right? Oh, he doesn't like her personally, that's discrimination, and blah, blah. Okay, how about when Lisa's like, um, telling Danica she needs to soften up, not be so rough around the edges, and gear. That's really good advice, honey. Because Danica was like, oh, okay, I'll take it. Like, after Lisa said it, she's like, okay, I'll take your advice. And Guillermo goes, that's really good advice, honey. Like, isn't that a problem to be calling her honey? You're her direct boss. Like, he is the owner. He's calling her honey. Isn't that a bit of a problem? I I had a lot of problems with this whole conversation. Like, um, I, why does she have to soften up? Like, why, why does she, like, like, why? Because it, yeah. it's offensive for her to come off, like, with, I don't know, um, like, quote-unquote, ag- aggressive or Jax masculine need- energy. Like, what what's wrong yeah. with that? Why didn't Jax need to soften up? Because he's very aggressive. He told customers they couldn't order what they want to order. We've also experienced that personally. Why doesn't he need to soften up? Or, or Lala, who has acted, like, extremely aggressive in the restaurant... While she yeah. was working, too. Very dismissive. And I was watching it with Julia, who does work for an employment defense firm, like uh, li- like liability, like that's employment law is her firm's specialty. I'm like, isn't that a bit of a problem when your boss calls you honey? She's like, lawsuit. I'm like, okay, Danica, we've reached out to you. Maybe you should really listen and reach back out to us because you don't have to come on the podcast, but maybe I could hook you up with a law firm. I'm just saying. Like, I I'm like I overlook shit like that, but I really, I don't, or let's just say I haven't. What we did years ago, um, it's just not cool. You just don't do it now. It still happens. Um, especially with like these you know, old school Lisa and Guillermo and blah 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 and I know he means it uh, he thinks he means it as a compliment but it's very demeaning and dismissive and puts her in a lower again they're not saying it to Jax who is a fucking rough around the edges curmudgeon disgusting the worst customer service person you should ever have um, I guess it's just charming for a man to be abrasive, but a woman should be dismissive and caring and nurturing. It's like, uh, okay, yeah, lawsuit. Yeah. Danica, reach out. The only time that I ever saw her rough on a guy, like, um, and, and like punish someone was Frank. It's the only time she like put her foot down and was like, you're out. Hey, you guys, why don't you all tweet or IG Danica, tell her, she really needs to come on this podcast. Um, I DM'd her. I only tried once. You know, once is enough. Um, because we all want more of her. And I don't understand where this production and editing and footage, 
clearly she is the dark horse running. We've said it from the beginning. We want to see more of her and her boyfriend, Brett. We want to see way more about her life. At Sir, out of Sir, this is what we need to be seeing. So maybe she needs to do a Sheena when, you know, they're not showing Sheena's life. Sheena said, fine, I'll show my own life and started her YouTube and her blog and blah, blah, blah. Um, maybe Danica needs to do this because this is... I'm more interested in, in what's going on with her than... I, I don't dislike Dana. I like Dana, but they can't expect us to be so invested and connected in these new people when they don't give us airtime. And for us to care so much about Dana and Max when it's like we're in a couple episodes. Oh, they're dating. Oh, they're in a relationship. Oh, the next weekend they're not. Oh, now she's dating someone else. Like we've gotten like three minutes for a couple weeks. Like we're not invested. There's no slow build. And I understand season one, there was hardly any episodes and it was, but it was like explosive build mm-hmm. and then an explosive reaction and there was like scaled down there was only like five you know main OGs six whatever you just you, you, you can't do both and it's I'm not complaining that there's new people because we asked for this but either you added too many or you need to scale out some OGs or you need to, to spin off or make it make sense instead of merging everyone together expecting magic they're not friends. They're in different age groups. It doesn't make sense. So you need to do one or the other or two separate. Um, but this like three minute per person thing is not working for anybody. Yeah. And I feel like they didn't let us choose who we liked. Like they 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 crowned Dana as the one and they've really given us nothing to embrace with Charlie or Danica. You know, the the boys are both kind of getting equal playtime, but the girls like they have they're only highlighting Dana because that's that's who Stassi and Katie and Lala like. I don't know. It's just it's, right. They it's put their bizarre. Stamp of approval on her. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They got the queen stamp. They're like, okay, we'll go with her. We'll push her. Yeah, that's who they like. That's who everyone's gonna like. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, producer Jerry. <laughs> All right. So, Kitty. Okay. Where are we? Kitty and Tom's house. Okay, Bubba. yes. Oh, I'm hurting for skinny Bubba. And she doesn't give a shit. She's loving that he's a pain, as she should. And he's like, oh, Bubba, I'm so sorry. I'll like. I have to take a, like a I had to take like a shame shower shower. I'm like I have a hangover not from alcohol but from shame. Oh, just shut up. But she's like, well, you were being. He's like, I mean, but at the same time, it was a harmless prank, and you were just sulking and scowling. You really put a a damper on things, and they put a lot of mo- time and money into this prank, and. And with Katie, she's like, I mean, well, first of all, they, um, Schwartz, you mean Randall, not they. And Katie's like, well, yeah, maybe it was like a waste of money. Um, and she's like, I'm, I think you're just being a little insensitive, like, in these times about that. Uh, but he's like, oh, you're just, I'm dumbfounded by your reaction. He's like, don't be a social justice warrior. Now, isn't that what she and Stassi proclaim themselves and, and Kristen proclaim themselves to be like last year? Social justice warriors? Yes. 
like mm, that is what they do they love to do that that's the role they love to fill is cast judgment and be social justice warriors so oh, mm, you know maybe in this case she's providing a little awareness mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's not just so judgy it's just more like providing a little understanding so I don't know he it was just very clear like he was sorry he got mean but he still blames her for the whole thing yeah um, yeah, from my notes, I just, I said on this part, like, Tom and Katie talk it out, glimpse into their lives, pretty dark. Um, I really felt like they gave us, like, insight onto how they talk things out. And, I mean, I was happy to see that they did talk about it. You know, like, she said that it bothered her, he said it bothered him, and they did kind of, like, work through it in their own, like, weird way, which I was kind of happy to see, but it was still just, like, disturbing to see that that is how, like, something that crazy happens, and they kind of just move past it. Yeah, because, I mean, he was like, oh, you know, I'm sorry he said those things, I didn't mean it sexually, and then they panned him. I don't even want to have sex with you. It's gross. And then, like, did you see he did that gagging motion like he was going to throw up? Yes. So I was like, "Mm," that would still kind of hurt my feelings. I mean, she she forgave him a lot more quickly than I could have. It was kind of like, I was just talking about this today because season four was on. We were talking about Brittany and, oh, my gosh, she looks so different. Like, her eyes were so beautiful. And, like, I'm not saying they're not now, but it's like, I was watching tonight's episode after just finishing, and I didn't watch the whole marathon today because, you know, come on, I work. But one came on while I was working out, so I just had it on visually. Her eyes were like, she was like the Bambi-eyed bitch like Raquel. They were like these big, brown, sparkly. I was like, wow, her eyes are striking. And then it panned to, like, tonight's episode. I'm like, you could barely even see her eyes. And I think it's, maybe that's just, I'm not shaming, like, filler or Botox or whatever but there's something different that happened and I'm not talking about oh she gained 10 pounds like her face changed significantly and it's not a weight thing hmm. I don't know there's just there she has really squinchy eyes now and she if you look at season four when she just came on she has these big brown sparkling eyes I don't know whatever um just a side point but something I noticed um I don't know why I thought about it but I think it was because there was a point coming up I'm checking my checking my notes um anything more on um no I just uh, I don't know I yeah nothing more they got over it pretty quick yeah that's all I have oh and then they kind of talk about how uh, about the Stassi and Bo um pressuring to uh, she's pressuring him to get engaged. Yeah, sorry. I, I quickly remembered my tie-in. It was like getting over, because I was talking about this today. Faith, um, Jack, um, Brittany getting over the faith in Jack's indiscretion. I can get that. But I would think I would have a harder time getting over the recording I heard. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like that. It's like, okay, yeah, Katie can get past this and whatnot, and they talk through it. But well, she got past Toka Madeira really fast too. Or, or what? What was it? What did she? Something happened with her. Uh, Tom, Tom cheating oh, or bungalow, bungalow. Bun- yeah, bungalow. Um, 
she moved yeah. past that very quickly too, like really swiftly. It's like, oh. Yeah. Alright. Well, okay, so yeah, Stasi they're talking about helping Bow out. Um how Stasi because I did think it was interesting that Stasi didn't come to Katie's defense and rescue the way Bo did and the way Sandoval did, right? We talked about that. It was like, as your best friend, backup person, and Stasi, who was very close to Schwartz, should have stepped in and said, "You can't, don't talk to her like this." But instead, she was just kind of like off in the background or doing her uncomfortable smirking. But then we come to find out it's because she had her own fight going on with Bo about you know marriage and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then Katie reveals that, well, no, Bo is planning it, but he doesn't want her to know, but they've been fighting about it. And I thought, Stassi, just back off. Like, A, at this point in time, they've been dating a year. Like, a year and, like, a couple months, right? Mm -hmm. Like, don't, like, lay on the pressure. Like, especially you look at Katie and Tom, they were, like, seven years. And Sheena and Shay were, like, four years. Like, just when you pressure someone, they just you back him into a corner, you know, like, you know, you come out fighting and granted Bo does have this plan all along. He just wants to surprise her. And I did like his little oh, surprise slash mental health surprise, but it's like, she needs to maybe back off. He needs to, he needs to maybe like not play so many games with her, but whatever. Apparently he's planning it and Katie and Tom are going to help him. And that's the next plan. I mean, having those two help is like so unromantic to me. <laughs> like that would like ruin it I know but I I kind of love that way it works out because when we get there I'll mention it um, I mean I just love that I'll just spoil it I love that Schwartz spoils that he didn't have to pay a dime for anything oh yeah not taking away from the rains because he said it was like oh they're Tiffany and they're vintage and they're beautiful and they're heirlooms and you know in the family that's but also I like that it was his aunt and his dad and he had three to choose from so it wasn't even like this was my grandmother's and then my mother's and then it was like hey we have a bunch of old rings because our grandma was super rich and she liked to buy a lot of Tiffany jewelry so hey take your pick like I thought I mean who cares like as I said you guys I scored zero on the gifts on the five love languages so I'm not being a gold digger here um, but for someone like Stassi that does want like that big and brightest and the best and blah 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 well I think it's great there was heirloom and vintage and in the family but now that I see this portrayed on screen how he had like several to choose from like he was like his grandma was fucking Neil Lane and like he had to like oh Katie what do you think she'll like and blah 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 it wasn't like as special because it's more like he was choosing from an array of jewelry rather than this heirloom that had been passed down from mother to mother to mother kind of thing or wife to wife to, you know what I mean mm-hmm. I don't know just choosing from several different pieces of jewelry just didn't seem as special to me I don't know I, I just find it highly convenient that that um that <laughs> he has these family heirlooms like who has three family Tiffany vintage five carat diamond rings to choose from. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't know. If if I was Stassi and I had a bow, it's exactly the story that I would use, too. Not saying that it's true. I'm just saying that I would definitely do something like that. Well, and, I mean, this kind of ties into, like, the Villa Blanca when she said, we'll get back and we'll jump forward or whatever. When she's talking with Lisa, she's like, I wear the pants. I wear the spanks. I control everything. She's like, even your relationship. She's like, yes. I control everything. And so here's what I was thinking, thinking when she was pressuring him for an engagement proposal, which I think is like, A, you probably shouldn't pressure someone unless you're like going on several years and you, you're going to be like, hey, I need to move on. I want a marriage and children or whatever. But like a year into it, maybe don't lay on the pressure so hard. And I thought, you know for a fact she was not laying on that pressure to Patrick. Because you know why I think why? Hmm. Like, I think she was too scared to say anything like that to Patrick. I think she was too scared to, like, ask to live with him. I think because she thought Patrick was above him. Mm -hmm. So she just lived in fear in that relationship. I think she thinks Bo is below him, below her, and that she thinks he is lucky to have her or be with someone like her. That she that gives her the power and the security and stability that she needs, and so when he doesn't fall in line, it just creates this tornado chaos in her brain. She's like, "How can this guy not fall in line? I get Jax. Jax is hot and a womanizer. I get Patrick. He was what she thought. He was a successful New Yorker man, but she's like, how can this guy not fall in line? I'm better than him. like I think she truly thinks." You know, there's that song from the 50s. If you ever want to be happy for the rest of your life, never make a pretty woman your wife. Mm-hmm. From, uh, you know, it's it's a control issue. So it's like, oh, get an ugly girl to marry you, and then she'll do so many nice things for you because she'll be so grateful and happy. It's like a fucking song. It's a really happy, upbeat song, but the lyrics are really fucking sick. But really, I kind of <laughs> think that it's in reverse of Posse. I think she's like, oh, she got him and she's like oh this way I can control everything and and one could actually possibly say that about Sheena Shake kind of thing I don't know I, th- I, I think someone posted this in our group or someone else's I'm not sure but someone said gee Stassi really wants to marry her assistant <laughs> and it's true yeah. like that's like she, she can't lose out on that you know oh my god I had to take a picture and I don't know what will come up in my brain later. We'll see. I'm sorry. If you... I just sounded like Ramona. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. If you... If I went back when you people thought I was an actress. And if I went... And I did go to casting studios because my roommate was. And I learned you could get extra work for like $80 a day way back when. I was like, Phew, you just sit around and do nothing? Cool. Sign me up. So you would go to casting places... If I walked into that casting studio and I saw this man in coral shorts and sandals and then a blue plaid shirt and then bedhead like he had rolled over a thousand times and hadn't slept in a hundred years, I would run for the fucking hills because I'd be like, A, this guy isn't professional. B, this is a joke. C, am I in the valley? Where's the pool? He's signing me up for porn. I'm not going to be able to leave unless I get out now. Like... That was insane, and I get everything's casual, casual, but that was a that was a little too casual. I'm sorry, that was ridiculous. 
Did you see? I mean, did you see his hair? Yeah. Yes. It's one thing to be cooking as a chef Boardee in the kitchen with your fucking hair, but you're at a professional studio. You are ca- casting people. You're in your little outfit. You look like a joke. It's not hot hipster. You look like a sloppy mess, weirdo, pervert, or unprofessional. That's how most uh, of them look. It, we're it, West Coast. We're uh, and they even put on some khakis. And normally you walk in there and their dogs are there too. Serious. <laughs> You're killing me. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh well, man. That's who it is. Okay, so when this next scene happened, like my jaw hit the floor again when I see that we are going to Beverly Hills to Villa Blanca. It's like, w- did we just step into a time warp? Like, what is Villa Blanca's being featured? <laughs> like, all of the natural lighting on these people was a lot. So Stassi and Katie yeah. come rounding around the corner in their in their daytime dresses and in they- their. In their tea party dresses. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, they're like, she's in polka dots, she's in snakeskin. And then Kristen joins in her um, stars, which I was like, what does that remind me of? What? And it was killing me. I'm like, it reminded me of Bewitched, Samantha from Bewitched. Like, do, 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 Like her dress, I could, like, the theme song came to my head. No, did you ever watch Bewitched? Yeah, a little Darren, bit. Samantha. Diane wasn't oh, so Diane know, so. wasn't too into that though cuz it was witchcrafty. Megan <laughs> or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> you watch I Dream of Jeannie? That's too, is that also paganish? A little bit. Like when, when I mean anytime I could get, you know, to see like any normal show, I was glued to it. So if I could but It was like <laughs> a 19 show it's like me before i was even born but that was a i think that you guys right but the stars and they would have like the big stars and the little stars and the that was her dress except for it was blue and white instead of black and white just saying it was really brought me back but they had all the three different prints but they were all like tea party villa blanca appropriate i noticed <laughs> I have seen that dress on Katie before, so I appreciate the the rewear. Yeah, that's cool. Hashtag relatable. Um. So the uh, yeah. So Kristen and and um, or I'm sorry, Stassi and and Katie sit down first, and they're having like a normal com. You know, they're like, so what's going on? And then Kristen walks up, and they like it gets all awkward, and like they are like looking off to the side, and like, um. So, where are we going to have this party? Where are we going to have this Witches of WeHo party? And uh, it was like just like a pointless, like weird meeting for me. So, what was upsetting to me was here they're planning, like, I'm assuming some kind of launch party um, that they're going to film. And it's like, okay, you guys launched it and got all your fans on board to believe in this threesome, this trio, this Witches of Weo sisterhood, like practical magic, like, oh, we're bonded for life. Oh, but really behind the scenes, you hate each other. You don't want to do this. You don't believe in the product and you don't believe in the message. And so you conned all of your fans and all of your supporters and all the people that fucking spent way too much money on this shit wine. And I've heard, yes, 
a lot of people have said, oh, it's it's quite good. Well, whatever. I'm not willing to like fork out a subscription or you can just buy the box. I'm not willing to do it. I'm very picky, whatever. Um, don't like rosé anyways. Um, I know, sorry. Uh, I, just, I just feel like they ripped a lot of people off based on this <gasps> witches of Wea were so together nothing will ever break us apart oh my gosh how could they come through that whole Christian Jackson they're stronger than ever and then they break up over fucking Carter I'm like you conned all of your fans and supporters I'm sorry yeah you know, yeah it's true just upset about the abuse of sponsorship and fanship and they just take people for granted and they use and abuse their fans yeah yeah so then uh, LVP walks up with Elena Nick Elaine's wife and I'm just like hmm she's really befriended her lately and I'm like keep your enemies closer Elena LVP I think they're each other's enemies so they decided to become best friends because we both know both of them want Nick Elaine yeah um Okay, Elena. Da, 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 da. So LVP's just like, oh, so we're going back to Vegas. And Katie like laughs and blushes. And Saucy's like, oh shit. And Kristen's mouth literally makes like an O face. She's like, whoa. And her jaw drops. She's like, what? Like, what is this Vegas you speak of? And And I get that at first she thought it was like Lisa, not including Kristen again. But she finds out soon enough that no, really doesn't have anything to do with Lisa. I mean, I feel like this is the this is the worst feeling that can ever happen to you in like a larger friend group. You know, where it's like not just like you and your best friend. There's like some people like there's nothing worse than hearing that everybody got together to go or or everyone is going to go do something and you are not included. Like it's hurtful. So this was, like, horrible to watch, and I feel so bad for Kristen. But, yeah, she's, like, literally, like, I don't, I have no idea what what they're talking about. Um, Yeah. So so then Lisa, like, walks away, and Stassi's, like, so cool, tries to, like, cover it up. Um, Yeah, it was hard to watch, man. I mean, and so just kind of, like, because we can tie this scene in and jump ahead. Um, so Kristen calls Sheena and asks her about it. And Sheena has heard about this from Max because Max is invited. And she's like, oh, great. Max is invited. He just met them. I I was, I've no, I, I set them up. Valid point. She brought Katie and Tom together. She was a bridesmaid. But hurtful. I mean, Sheena was trying to make her feel better. She's like, I wasn't invited either. So it wasn't like everyone in the world was invited. But again, it's just too soon for all this like m- like momentous exclusionary uh, business that's happening to Kristen. And, then, and that's Kristen's point. She's like, I am missing major milestone moments. You know the way Stassi missed Katie and Schwartz's um, in- uh, proposal? Mm-hmm. She didn't miss the engagement party. She didn't miss the wedding, obviously. But she missed the proposal and she felt like just like a piece of shit like you should have some empathy then like you know you've been friends with Kristen for 10 years maybe this is a bump in the road maybe you don't disclude her from these huge events because you know how it feels Stassi so maybe uh maybe you invite her to this or maybe you invite her to your engagement party or something you know like just this massive cutoff is so cruel and 
it's like, oh, how soon we forget. I don't know. Yeah. It's brutal. But then, like, also, like, the whole thing is it's, like, I just, I hope uh, Kristen can just, like, truly see, like, that she really is losing nothing by losing them and that she doesn't need them in her life. Like, I, I just hope this is, like, a permanent thing. Like, I hope that, but I don't think it's going to be. I think that when Stassi is, like, finally able to have her wedding, it will all there will be a big arc of is Kristen gonna go? Oh, she ha-, you know, and she's gonna be there. I I really think that's what's gonna happen. Um, well, I don't because I don't think the wedding's happening, and they even kind of alluded to that on our podcast. Oh, I don't think the wedding. Pod- I don't think the wedding's happening. Yeah, but it will eventually, you know. Right. Right. Um. I mean, and okay. if we don't get the footage of Stassi in her in quarantine like literally going back and forth with Bo and like fighting about if they're gonna have the wedding like I'm out like this be- it better be filmed <laughs> someone better be filmed like they better like get the tripod out and like film uh, why would you need a tripod Jerry I'm sure is staying with them yeah, Jerry's like I- I'll take one for the team I'm not gonna stay with my family it's fine I'll quarantine with you guys oh 100% 100% <laughs> Not even a question. <laughs> they, they're, they're like Stassi's probably designing his room right now <laughs> with like movie reels on the wall. And like, yeah, I don't know. You go to a theme hotel and there's like this is the Hollywood theme, and he's like, oh, I feel like a real producer in here. I feel like Randall. Oh, <laughs> maybe if I if I keep getting my questions on screen one day, I will be Randall. <laughs> totally. All right, so Brett and Dean at lunch. Um, did you notice the uh, the Spencer guest disco light thing that looked like at that at that restaurant? It looked like like a plastic astronaut helmet or something that literally you get at Spencer Guest for like nine ninety nine or CVS maybe for twelve ninety nine. You know what I'm talking about? It was like black with like the multicolored lights or like. I know you don't watch Line of the Lost with the sleeve stacks, but like like the sleeve stack jewel thing. No, I so like um, literally this yeah, no, restaurant uh, had we, that. We I, we have one of those. <laughs> okay, well I do too. I put it on a Halloween. Cool, <gasps> awesome. Yeah, this is why I know where to get it and how and how much it is. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, no, totally. But like that was like their chandelier. <laughs> I just um like my comments for like this whole scene and just Dana like in general is I feel like she's really like is it worth it is it worth it what she's doing to be on Vanderpump Rules right now with like pretending to be interested in these men like I don't know like what actress could pull this off like it's like not really getting ahead on your comedy right now like for me I probably wouldn't have quit the pharmaceutical job because you know that makes bank um and then do your comedy on the side because that is like a day job do your comedy is at night um you know you're not trying out for sitcoms okay you're doing stand-up so do your gig at night you're done by midnight you go do your route during the day like i don't know to give it up for vanderpump rules which she's probably getting what fifteen thousand dollars or something 20 maybe Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I just, like, it's just, 
like I, I once like I, I mean, how many times can we talk about this? We're not invested. We just don't really care. And there's just something about her that like I um like pretty much every other character I'm like willing to like go a little bit deeper. And she's opening up about stuff. Like she's talking about she's talked about her mom a lot. And um I mean I think that's so sad that she died on her birthday and everything. I have another friend that that happened and it's her birthday was always horrible and um she died on her birthday i thought they just they have the same birthday oh i thought she said she died on her birthday well i know they have the same birthday so that would be really weird if she also died on her birthday oh maybe i misunderstood that maybe i'm pretty sure because i heard her on a podcast talking about that and that's why they felt like they were kindred souls and oh uh, well that's not as sad then yeah, I, I mean, mean my dad and my oldest sister have the same birthday. Yeah, Which, yeah. I had a, I had like a best friend that like her, her parents like actually died on her birthday. Died. Yeah. Well, and, my dad died on Layton's birthday, and my sister's birthday is nine eleven. So it's like, hey, we all got sad stories. Yeah, totally. Well, I mean, but she is making light of it, so it's like I'm not dissing her by saying this she'd be like yeah you're right we all got sad stories yeah I, I feel like she would roll with that but yeah I haven't felt as connected. no I, like, like I just like I feel like I don't know how like what else she can do like she's literally doing like everything on paper correct she's opening up she's being yeah. vulnerable she's sharing um like we're trying to get to the, but there's just there's something I don't know what well, it is it's just not it's not happening for me Here's the thing. I, I think it's too curated. I think, yes, she's being ballsy. She's standing up to people right off the bat, which we like. She's being vulnerable, sharing the sensitive side of her. We've already seen her in relationship, dating, blah, blah, blah. Oh, she, we're seeing her drunk, cool. We're seeing her be girl time, awesome. It's just you're doing everything right. And that's when, when you do everything right, it doesn't work on a reality show. Mm-hmm. So... I was watching 90 Day Fiance with my friend, and, and, and she goes, oh, I don't remember this couple. I go, because, you know, like 90 Day, you'll, then you'll see them on before the 90 Days, during the 90 Days, after the 90 Days, happily ever after, pillow talk, blah, blah, blah. There's so many fucking versions. It's crazy. But I'm like, well, yeah, this couple, you never, I'll tell you right now, you'll never see them again because they were non-problematic. They got along. They married happily. They were age appropriate, looks appropriate. Everything was perfect. I go. That's why you don't see them. I go because we not we're not watching these shows to watch happiness. We're not watching the bat. We're watching the Bachelor. Like, ooh, who's gonna be against two and blah blah blah. Like we are watching. Like it's sick, but we like like to thrive on like action. If we just watch super happy stories all the time. I just just that there wouldn't be a show, mm-hmm. and so she's just too um, I think masterful or planned or curated uh, about how I'm going to. Okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Where it's better, someone just either doesn't give too many fucks or I've truly never watched the show. And then I think also the combination of like the lack of dedication of following a storyline through and dedicated airtime to make us connect and invest Mm -hmm. is like the whole combination totally because i want to connect and invest in danica and charlie but they're not giving us the airtime the investment the connection we we're wanting it 
I see there's so much potential, uh, but they're not giving it to us. They put all their eggs in Dana, but then they took away from her by just showing all these other storylines. So it's like, we don't give a shit. We went from zero to 10 with Max in one episode, back down to zero by episode two and a half. Like, no. And it, and, and it wasn't explosive like Stassi and Jax, so we don't care. They're too mature about it. They're like, well, I think we should be honest. Okay, I agree. Let's be honest. Okay, well, we're <laughs> honest. Okay, well, let's honestly, consciously uncouple. That's what they're showing us. And no, we don't want to see that in Vanderpump Rules. We want to see Jax doing nine shots at Mixology and Stassi storming off and him chasing after her. That's why we're watching Vanderpump Rules. If we want to watch TLC and them consciously uncoupling, then Dana and Max sign up. Totally. I don't know. Yeah, right on. Okay. Where were we? Um, oh, lunch place and blah, blah, blah. Who cares? Oh, he's like, you know, oh, yeah, I like someone to grab. She's like, you like a long black hair and just a switch for me because usually like the old cliche it's like oh they like a blonde hair blue eye you know she's like you like long black hair coke bottle thick ass I'm like oh I am kind of out of touch because that is the thing right mm-hmm. it's like well I like something to hold on to Ugh. But, then he, but then he's like but he's had one relationship in his life and I don't know I like that she called him out she's like yeah you say you like I believe you that you want to look for depth, but really you're just into Instagram models. And really, she's right. Yeah. Um. Okay, so I'm I'm lost in where we are in like the episode. I, I I'm lost. Well, I mean, because they flash forward back to Stassi and Lisa, we already talked about that. Then they flash over to Castaway Studios, and we talked about that already. Um, and Bo's just kind of revealing to Schwartz and Katie like about his plan he's like oh it came to me like her grandma died she wanted to go look at mausoleums for herself she loves graveyards so I thought I could put like a ring box on a rock like ring box on a rock it reminds me of like dick in a box or something it just sounds it, it rhymes with that like ring box on a rock dick in a box that's and funny he wants to put a ring box on a rock at uh, a mausoleum and that's his plan then I guess to propose to her um, I found it interesting that he said he'd been planning that for about six months um, yeah, so that would be about six to eight months into their relationship. Yeah, interesting. Soon, because they officially went um, official in January. Um, they had dated since the fall, but she was dating several people. So they really didn't, like, I don't even think they spent that, maybe they spent those holidays together. So they went officially exclusive in January, and this started filming in May. So now we're to July, because this is post-Jackson Brittany wedding, post-birthday party. So it's mid-July. So he's thinking about this six months, a year and six months in. Yeah. 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 So a year and a half. But he's been thinking about it for six months, so a year. I mean, impressive. Like, that's pretty way to go, Stassi. Yeah, he is. He is 40 at the time. He was 39. And yeah, 
But yeah. I guarantee you, she was not doing that to Patrick. Mm-mm. Yeah, you're totally right. Too scared of him. Yeah. Right, that's a pretty darn good theory there. Um. Okay, so... Now we have the Sheena call. We already so, talked about that. Suddenly, Holly's from Minnesota. Pretty darn good theory there, Sarah. <laughs> da- that was darn good. <laughs> uh, yeah, we already talked about Kristen's house calling Sheena, but Holly posted a great uh, video in the Facebook group. Join the Facebook group. End of Pump Rose Party. Private, closed, whatever. Um, I really like that tour. And... Uh, I love the outdoor space. I love her converted garage to her office. I mean, I like her style. Yeah, Kristen um, did an, an interview with a, a um, thing called Open House Saturday or something, and it's a tour of her house and all the updates that she did. And, yeah, I love it. I, I, I love her house. Yeah, she replaced, like, the dark wood flooring with light wood, like, she didn't have to make all those improvements like right away so i get like yeah her house was half the price of everybody else's but she put a lot of work and love and care into it and renovation into it um it's going to be a great resale it's never going to go out of fashion because it's just a classic style looking house um i thought it looks great though i like it looked very open and bright and airy and that's my thing i mean yeah Kristen has chad's favorite house so he likes that location the best and everything so yeah i think it's really cute yeah it's my favorite too i don't i don't i wouldn't need the if you're gonna fill it up with kids great but i don't have the need for like a big barn house because it's just like oh that's just more rooms like unless I'm just constantly having people over here's your guest room here's your guest room here you know you're not usually having that many people over at one time well it's kind of bizarre too because like as big as the houses are they don't have that many rooms like what was it like like I think they're like four or something yeah I don't know um right and you think you have yours then they make one into an office. Yeah, by the time uh, you, like, oh, get your stuff in there, like, it's, I don't know. Like, I, Jack have a workout room. Tom and Ariana have a media room. Then you have a guest, you really have, like, a guest room or maybe two. Or the, And then if you have kids, then there's, like, one guest room, maybe. Yeah. So. But I just, I, I love her house. Like, I think it's, like, charming. I think it's, like, um... I just I, I think it's such a great starter house like it like makes so much sense and I think that yeah. it's super cool um and I liked all of her like appliances and like the touches of copper and stuff it was cute yeah and rose gold I like that too yeah so next we go over to sir and we see Brett Sheena Dana and Brittany over there and they're pushing that damn Chilean sea bass again and Raquel yeah they're like and the fish of the day is, I'm like, don't even say it. Don't say it. Chilean sea bass. I'm like, I'm starting to believe, like, how often are these sea bass actually replaced? I'm suspicious because it's every day. Like, it's not a special of the day if that's the special every day. That's called a menu item. So I think it's a special because they're trying to get rid of them. And I think they've been in their little tank or wherever you've had them in the freezer. They're getting freezer burned. I, I think they got a, a, a pallet in, I think, at some point from 
Argentina and or Guillermo smuggled some in in a suitcase for free. He's like, well, made bank. I don't have to, you know, you know, that's what they used to do, right? Um, Pan Am, uh, they would have the stewardesses. Uh, that's what they were called at the time. When they would go to Hawaii, the restaurants like in Seattle would have them fly back with all the like Hawaiian fish. And so this restaurant in Seattle would have, it's one of the oldest, greatest restaurants there, would pay these flight attendants money to bring back all these like Hawaiian fishes fresh. And I'm like, I think, I think Guillermo went down and found like, oh yeah, because he's from South America. And so he got all the, like a great deal on Chilean sea bass and probably brought it back in his suitcase. He's like, Lisa, we need to push this. And it's starting to get freezer burn and they really need to push it. So every day it's the special of the day or the fish of the day. It's like, it's every day, so therefore it should be a menu item. But no, they really need to push it so they need to make it special. That's my theory. I'm just so grossed out that it's like a, it's like the other name for it's like a toothfish. Yeah. Like yuck. I mean, you guys, I'm not a seafood person, so. Yeah, nor am I. So, so that is one thing we've never tried. I wish we could try it. Like, well, if Michaela ever goes back. We should just make her try it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, Julia won't either. I, I would try it. I would, but I wouldn't like want to waste well, my money Michaela's, on it. Michaela ate the fish there, and it was okay. But I, it wasn't the sea bass. I think it was halibut. Yeah, because she's pretty picky too. So I think she, she likes like halibut and uh, maybe one other. I mean sushi. But God, please don't ever serve sushi, sir. And if you do, don't anyone ever eat that. <laughs> I pray for your soul. <laughs> okay. So, um, that was a little weird, but also, oh, Brittany fake working. Hey, Peter, I'm back. Uh, he's like, oh, do you remember the, the table numbers? Uh, we've got some new menu items. Do you ever think you can get it down? She's like, well, that's table number 35, and that's not. He's like, oh, you got it. You're, you're never going to lose it. Um, and she's like, ah just know that I don't ever want to rely on Jax for money um, and I'm like yeah because working at Sir is really going to cut your half okay but then she drops a bombshell saying she paid 50% of the down payment 50% of the wedding everything's 50-50 and I'm like oh okay so was your wedding 200k then because Jax went around saying I bet I paid 100k for this wedding. I paid, I paid 100k. But so either your wedding was 200k, or you should have been like, we paid. And by we, I mean you, Brittany, and Bravo. Okay, let's not get it twisted. Yeah, um, I don't know. I, I, I kind of. I mean, I'm glad that she is trying to, you know, make sure that she has her financial situation and uh, check in case anything ever happens with Jax. Smart. Do you mean do you mean airtime? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um and that's yeah, that's the most annoying part is it's like this is so fake. Like, yeah, Britney's had a spin off. Britney Britney is in good shape. She's 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 good. Um so well, it's like Shin acknowledges, Sheena says she goes to, or she says, I'm not really doing tables because it's not fair because the servers pull tips. But I go there because people want to see 
you. She goes, and the show's around a restaurant. I'm not delusional. So I'm going to put myself in what the show's about. And I'm going to take fan picks. And I appreciate my fans. My fans are the reason for our success. Yeah, someone gets it. Okay. So Brittany maybe a little bit there in the middle where she's like, oh, well, this will maybe give me some more air time. It'll keep me secure in case something happens. Like she's a little bit in the Raquel zone there. Like, hey, if I work at Sir, I'm a little bit more secure in my spot, my position on this show. You know what I mean? Like it's not going to hurt her. So yeah. you might as well go in there and do a shift a week. Yeah. But as far as her like pay, use, doing a shift a week or working at her to pay her half, uh, yeah, Let, let's stop. So Sheena says that she is feeling sick because she's uh, just started her fourth injection for her IVF treatment and it's making her feel sick. Um, but still wants to stick out her shift. Yeah, I feel pro. like this this is an important thing to point out because I feel like in the next scene we see Sheena kind of getting like emotional and I feel like it's like so you can tell it's like so hormonal like that she is just yeah. like completely out of control and I feel like that is relatable because we all have felt like not that we've all gone through IVF before but like I think we can relate to just feeling overwhelmed and just that whole conversation was just like oh Sheena I get it I get it um so yeah so her and Dana have a little talk about um Brett and you think it goes fine until everything erupts later (laughs) I mean that's the thing that's exactly what I wrote was she's tired of like oh everyone's saying it's about Brett or about Max or about this it's like you guys she's been doing like shots and in vitro like not in vitro but you know the freezing of eggs but you have to prep yourself with all these shots and hormonal things it's like everyone that you know ever talks about it talks about the mood swings and the hormonal swings and 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 then people that shame her for oh you're desperate oh you can't keep a man it's like she's doing the most responsible proactive thing any of them are doing um and, and realistic thing and yeah, she's gonna go, and she has no problem quitting alcohol, no problem quitting pot, and nobody else, I think, can do that. So that's why they haven't done it. But yeah, you're gonna get some side effects, and it's gonna be a little hormonal. So just roll with it and stop being so cruel. I don't know, mm-hmm. but it does explain a lot, I think. Oh, totally. Doesn't explain the editors and the producers that clearly have it out for her because they still tried to at, at the very end tried to do that like best friend troll montage. They can't literally can't go through an episode without trying to troll her. The and the best friend thing is getting old. Like it's so old. How often do all of them like we should seriously pull footage from every single interview, every podcast with them of Jax, Stassi, Katie. Kristen, the Tom, everyone saying, well, it's because we're best friends in real life. We actually are best friends in real life. This yeah. reality show works because we're best friends in real life. We do everything as friends in real life. We vacation. I mean, they all, like, how is that any different? We're like the real life friends. We're the real life friends. Yeah. We're the new friends. We're, we're really the friends friend in show. real life. We're the, like, you guys, yeah. like, you guys have been friends for the show. Like, that is what you are, like, <sighs> I don't know. Right. 
So um, next we go over to Ariana's and Lala and Dana um, are hanging out at her pool and Lala comes out in like a high-waisted suit and um, Dana's like, that's cute. I like it. Guys don't like that, but I think it's cute. <laughs> Which I thought was funny. Um, yeah. And Ariana's in a giant... Ariana's in a giant scrunchie, which I appreciated. Thought you would, too. Yeah. You know, I'm pretty impressed with Ariana in season eight, like, her season eight outfits. Like, she just doesn't care. Like, it's um, it's super refreshing to see. Like, even, like, the axe throwing. Like, she just rolled up, like, how you would truly roll up to go hang out with your friends. Like, I feel like she's not getting, like, filming ready like everybody else is, which is kind of cool. Like, I, I like her relaxed approach. It's... it's yeah, like... Like makeup artists or Beverly Hills House housewives that like get makeup artists just to go to the uh, suite to hang out with their friends. Like they're not even going out. They just got makeup artists to go hang out in the room with the three other bitches that are also getting makeup artists. It's like, what the fuck is this? So yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think it's just showing growth on her part and, like, that she's, like, just becoming, like, more comfortable in her own skin because I, I don't know, like, I would probably want a makeup artist for the pool party because you're going to be on camera. You want to look your best. And I think it's cool to kind of let her, your guard down and just be like, you know what? Like, I truly am yeah. hanging out at my house at the pool. Like, it's just refreshing to see. Um, I think you just get more confident because, as you see now, like, Sheena, who would always be in full makeup, she's on her Instagram all the time with no makeup. She's doing her workout videos, no makeup. Ariana, no makeup. Like, they're, they're just getting more comfortable with each other. Mm-hmm. Stassi's is, um, yeah, sometimes she'll show her, like, uh, rosacea or psoriasis, but rarely her hers is... I took my extensions out for you guys. It's like, okay, but you still are put like five filters on your face. Can we just see the real deal? But you can see Sheena in like her real thing. And I think even Ariana has put a filter on, but I was watching their, their real life, like workout video. I was like, props to you. And I think you look better actually without all the makeup. You know, sometimes when you get older and I'm not saying she's middle-aged like myself, um, the less is more, and I'm like, gosh, you actually like you don't even need makeup, you know? Yeah, um, Sheena and uh, Brock did like a live today, like, and um, so I was like, come on, Ronnie, we're gonna do the workout, and I, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. He was moving way too fast. Um, yeah, I mean, I like I said, I've been doing so many apps, so I'm used to like the real flow. But I thought, well, he's reaching her viewers, and it's for free, and he's giving them ideas. So what I did, I've watched a couple of them do it, um, and he explains and explains, and then they talk a lot. But once they actually get into the flow, I hit screen record, and then I just record it. And I'm like, okay, I'll record it to see if there's any, like, maybe a sequence I want to do or any new moves that I haven't already learned or done through whatever things I've done. Um, but I appreciate that it's free. He's reaching out to his members and her viewers. And, but I I do understand. I saw a lot of the comments and some of them were constructive and some of them were just so ridiculous and hateful and meaning. Like one chick was like, 
you're disgusting. You should like tear your face off. I hate you. My boyfriend hates. It's like, why are you watching her then? <laughs> oh my you have to play. Like you're not even fo- like you could follow, but you don't have to. You have to actually click on. Let me watch the live. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't follow and don't press the live. And then another one was like, this is disgusting. You're shameful. You're out training during this quarantine. It's like, if you fucking know anything, she's in her house that she's been in for three weeks. This is her boyfriend. I trainer, gym owner. Like, it was just so frustrating. I was getting so, there were so many haters and like, do something better. You're desperate, pathetic, man, hungry, blow. I'm like, why are you watching her life? And I I bonded. I saw a lot of people like, hey, guys, just leave. They're just trying to do a workout video. Like, they're at home. They're quarantined. Like, peace out. Like, you don't have to watch this. And they were, I was just blown away at the haterville. I yeah. couldn't believe people are like saying this live shit. And she would come up up and check it but rarely and unfortunately when she came up and checked it she I think she saw one of the really mean ones and just I rolled and I'm like god why are she said on her podcast though that the YouTube thing has been 360 degree uh, difference where everyone's positive because people don't subscribe to you unless they they like you they want to she said everything's like super positive Whereas, like, social media is, like, super negative. I feel like um, YouTube is similar to podcasting where the people who are, you know, watching the content, they appreciate that it's free and that you are making something to entertain them. So they're much more grateful and happy to be, like, a part of what you're creating, you know? Like, um, yeah, I don't know. That's how I think YouTube is. But. Well, well, we can talk on this later. So, I just, I was blown away. I finally feel the hate. Night, night. I'm re rethinking. Like, I'm not gonna recap opinions, but I'll I'll rethink my memes. I'm like, is this necessary? Is it hurtful? Unnecessarily hurtful? Or is it funny? Or do I just think it's funny? Is it crossing the line? Like, I am gonna be a little more. I'm gonna think before wow. I like just wow. Well, I don't need to be just unnecessarily cruel and unkind, but, like, if I can make a joke out of something, but it's not, like, cutting unless they really deserve it. Yeah. Like, Jax, I don't give a shit. Mitt's off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just going to, like, be mindful. It's one of I'll be mindful. All right. Back to the pool party. Um, we're talking about What do you think about that? I seriously thought this was going to be like, you guys, I thought this podcast was going to be like an hour. I really did. I was like, this episode know, like wasn't that great. Like we were going to be able to just whip right through this. Oh, we're almost done. We're almost done. Um, no, I know. It's Are you avoiding the question? <laughs> what was it again? Sorry. The what? next scene is they all talk about tasting their own pussies. What are your thoughts on this? Oh, um, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> okay. Good Do for you. You don't? You. you don't? Don't. I, I, I'm not. I am Switzerland. I am not agreeing or disagreeing. I, I am Bill Clintoning this. I do not have <laughs> relations. 
with this topic. It's just not going there. I don't know. I, I felt, mean, like this was like one of the first things I agreed with them with. I was like, well, I guess that that is true. <laughs> I, here's what I want to say. Lawless arms looked very sculpted. Mm-hmm. So it kind of motivated me. I'm going to do another 600 second arm sculpt tomorrow. And I'm not even going to say with what app because they're not sponsoring us right now. I'm just saying I'm using a plethora of different free apps right now. And I love it. What does that have to do with, guys, with with tasting yourself, Sarah? Because it was in the same scene. They were all sitting by the pool, and Lala was sitting there with her arms up, and I saw, like, really, like, sculpted dents. So I was like, oh, goals. <sighs> all right. But, yeah, bonus toss. You don't care. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, well, I guess we do care, I guess. She she can't lift her arm up because of her dress. They're at the Dohini room. And she's just mad that Bo texted Katie about Stassi getting mad about the proposal. Well, I see both sides. Like, yeah, you shouldn't be... You need to, like, stand by your friend and you shouldn't be, like, texting the... Like, if I was texting Chad behind your back, unless it was, like, a pleasant surprise, it's kind of shady. Um... So I don't... I kind of get Stassi's point there. Like, you shouldn't be texting Katie about our fights but at the same time if you are truly best friends I don't know I don't think he should have texted Katie about their fight what do you think uh yeah I don't think so either what if Chad was texting me about your fight like that's weird yeah it's weird Yeah. yeah I would be annoyed um or or uh Ryan was texting me about him and Michaela's fight like that's even that's weird and that's even like I don't know I think it's weird though too like if like let's say that um you know Ryan was like oh sorry Holly that we're late coming over to your house me and Michaela got into a fight about like getting the kids ready and out of the house then I feel like it's weird like if I use that as like a weapon against Michaela when I was like like let's say we're sitting out in the backyard I'm like hey Michaela heard you got into a fight with Ryan about the kids like what happened you know what I mean like yeah. I like I think that there's right. like there should be understanding amongst friends too where it's like everybody fights about stuff like that and I feel like this fight that um Stassi and Bo are having is like so typical of somebody like in this place in their relationship I mean I fought with Chad about stuff like that I don't know I just yeah. I get it. You can see both sides. But yeah. I, but yeah, you don't need to bring it up and let the other person know that they texted you. It's like, well, there's some kind of confidentiality kind of thing. Like they don't need to know this. There's and not bad, yeah, not even that it's you. yeah, not even that it's a secret, but it's like using that as like a weapon against the person where like either you're going to get the their partner in trouble for telling you or you're going to possibly bring up a sore subject to be like say so you're not perfect are you I don't, I don't know it's just like a little like crossing the line a little bit yeah I agree um well, here's what I mean oh go ahead oh what did what did you think about when um after their fight like Stassi was not hungry well, that's that was actually my exact next point. So we're we're very kinetic. We're here. in sync, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, she loses her appetite, and I can get that. We've all done that. It's called like divorce diet when you're just like, Ooh. Uh, that's literally um, never happened to me. <laughs> I 
I know it's happened to my friends. It's like I lost my. I, it happened to me once, and it worked out. And I've been trying. I'm like, I guess I just haven't had a bad enough breakup. I'm like, damn it. And it's like, you don't want the bad breakup. But then I'm like, maybe I do because it'd be a free diet. Um, so it was years ago. Anyways, yeah. So she runs to the bathroom to collect herself. And then they panned a bow, like literally stuffing his face with, I think, a taco. I had to rewind a couple of times. Like it was handheld. So it's either something deep fried that was larger like calamari or cauliflower or something, but he was like shoveling it into his face in like ranch sauce or sour cream. Yeah, I was gonna say. Out of his I was mouth. gonna say, was that like a queso sauce that was like in his like yes. his like beard hair? It was. That was a troll. That was a like that was a minimal <laughs> troll from production for us to say he's kind of gross. I appreciate it. Yeah, it, I was like, <laughs> I actually rewind, I rewound it too. I'm like, is this really happening? Like, did they capture that? Yeah, they did. It was, you know, so she's, maybe they are. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe there's some hope here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a couple. I mean, they they just can't keep their fixation off Sheena, but they are doing a couple, couple things here and there. Yeah. Then I'm, I, I'm. I'm tipping the hat a little bit. I'm giving you a half nod. Me too. I, like I, I see you. Yeah. I appreciate it. Let's, yeah. Let's keep going. I appreciate <laughs> you work. appreciating Bo's <laughs> disgusting eating habits. But, yeah. Um, yeah. I appreciate you appreciating what we think. And we appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Five lang- love of languages. There you go. All right, so over to Dean's party at Rock and Riley's place next to the Belmont, and we have Peter. Peter, go in. Shot. First one here. First one here. And then, you know what? We have, again, minimal James. Like, we have actually more Raquel, but, like, literally no James this episode. I was so disappointed. And he was I was so disappointed with Peter with that scene when he was like, I am ready for a massive shot. Give me a shot to my face right now. And he's saying this to James. It's like, you mother effer, Peter. Like, that was so <laughs> insensitive and, like, stupid. Like, no one cares yeah. if Peter gets a shot into his disgusting pirate body. Like, we don't care. Like, that was just, it was really rude. Like, if someone that, like, let's see someone to go do that to Lala. Let's see that someone be like, Lala, I can't wait to have yeah. a shot. Right. Woohoo! You know? Yeah. And was interviewed saying, Would you rather, girl, order a hamburger or a salad? It's like, A salad. I want her to look trim and blah, blah, blah. It's like, Well, should you be drinking, Peter? Because you're, you know. Mm. I guess, like, don't judge. Yeah. Like, yes. Maybe you should lay up the alcohol. Yeah, like, some... you're fine. You're muscular, but, you know, your your buttons are struggling right now. <laughs> <laughs> the buttons, yeah. Help me, help! Ah, they're holding on for dear life. They're like the Titanic. It's like, I'll stick around if you hold on to but number three. It's like, I can't do it anymore. And like, but number four is like, Jack, Jack. <laughs> I don't know. All right. So, um, Charlie's boobs. 
Tia and Tamara. Sister, sister. That was hilarious. <laughs> what? It was funny, and then what was more funny was when they actually were popping out during that trio photo, and they're like, oh, they popped out, and then they just panned to Jax looking like a perverted, deviant, like, he was triggered. He was triggered for sure. He was in another world. He was in the dark Jax world. He's like, like Darth Vader, must conquer let's get that she's showing nipple she wants me like you could hear that in his brain cloud it was like a cloud above his head but it was like black and not white but the letters were there and like white so you could read what his thoughts were and it's like britney some electric fireball and like he's like he's not here charlie gonna get her like i just saw him i saw him triggered i saw him in that zone and that once you get in that zone, it's going to happen more and more frequently. Oh, He's going to fall yes. off the wagon. The wagon. Sorry. The wa- I, just, <laughs> I wanted to do that for you because I noticed how I said it. He's going to fall off the wagon mentally and it's going to be more frequent. He's like, well, it's just mentally. We're all, we're all allowed fantasies. And then eventually those fantasies are going to wear him out. And he's like, well, she won't know. She's in New York with Stassi or blah, 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 like it, like she was last time. Uh, who, who's going to know? Who's going to know? And it, it's going to happen. It's going to fall off the wagon. Totally. Um, I felt like that like look in his face that we got was like 100% the look that he has like when he's watching Pornhub. Like he is like, you know, like sneaking, like it, like he has his screen like pointed away from Brittany and he's like watching his like little videos. And yeah, it's going to... It's going to totally turn into something else. And don't you just feel like you can hear like the Darth Vader like... Ew, his disgusting like nose job breathing. He's like a sexual serial killer. Yeah, and just like... Yeah, Yeah, like like he, yeah, he would be like pinning his victim down and like do an extra breath on their neck just for fun. Ew, yeah, totally. I mean... Oh, it's not cheating if I just suck your toes. Ew. How dirty are they? How dirty? Where have you been? He's like, we've been quarantined. I need dirty feet. There's no dirt here. And he's like, and I can just hear him. It's not cheating. It's just feet. He's not cheating. What? what where's the memo on this? This this whole gift giving presents. What does this birthday gift thing mean? What do you mean? Cheating. I can, I can suck someone else's toes that's not cheating when did we redefine fucking sex come on you know that's why that's how it's gonna start he's gonna suck someone imagine yeah feet. imagine i'm like like sucking britney's feet and like um you know like right now like there's uh, no like housekeeping people coming to the house and she's walking around and like the dogs have like peed and pooped on the floor and she's trying oh. to wipe it up but there's still like remnants of like like oh. pee and poop particles and then Jack's that's her dogs do <laughs> Jax goes down there and he starts licking her feet and there's dog and poop dog he probably yeah. loved it though I, I believe he probably hates the Clorox company he hates them he hates <laughs> all the sanitizing business he is like oh I have stock and pure all I'm pulling my stock out now like I want them to fail and you know because Jax is so rich and he has so many lucrative investments that Jack's pulling his stock out of Purell and Clorox right now will probably crush their market because he's very 
you know, you know, he's very well off. He's yeah. very well invested. Yeah, Jack so could crash he, our he whole could economy. probably yeah. crush the whole sanitation market right now just by him pulling out. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Uh, do you, you know how how Jack's invests in like low income housing? Do you think he's like waiving the rent for his tenants right now? <laughs> like some amazing magical landlords uh, god bless them that, that is fucking amazing is a jacks well, hey, I had to I had to do this I can fucking get a job they can be dirty dirt's good for you I love dirt yeah no sorry don't think so and I don't actually believe he owns yeah, he'd be a slumlord, but he probably owns like a two like a duplex, and you know, probably something his uncle like went in on with him in the suburbs of Detroit, and which was a really hard hit market. So you know, probably something he paid twenty five thousand dollars for. Yeah, just like he's mastered the pot distribution just him and one other guy but they're selling to hospitals which I was telling Julia which is a joke because she's a dispensary customer like hospitals don't sell pot you have to go you don't even go to pharmacy for it you go to a dispensary for the medical marijuana that's why they're open right now because it's essential because they sell medical marijuana he's not selling it to hospitals they don't sell pot or distribute pot at hospitals but literally he said that on a podcast nope just me or on his live story because someone said hey are you looking for investors or partners nope I already got I got a partner it's just me and him we're doing just fine we're selling to the biggest hospitals in the country it's like but you're not <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's so dumb and like and even if hospitals were buying from like a source are they really buying from a two-man company? No. <laughs> no. Don't think so. Let's run this by Dana. She's a pharmaceutical rep. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Okay, Jax. Well, Kristen confronts, uh, well, whatever. Schwartz is like, oh, I want to get married at Caesars. and Because, uh, you, know, you know, guess what happened at Caesars? All um, what could, what could be the connection there? Hmm. Well, you know, all the friends went to Caesars, and they got married there. Remember, uh, um, Rachel and Ross accidentally got got married at Caesars. Wasted. Remember, remember, we're just like the real friends. We're the new friends. Is that? Oh, and what else could be the connection? Oh, Vanderpump Dogs. Oh my gosh! Is there is there Lisa's bar there? Is there is there someone that could officiate them in Vegas at Caesars? It's ridiculous. That might have some, have some meaningful to their original wedding. <gasps> okay. Yeah. Yeah. So the Chris the tie in to start Vanderpump Vegas and not this bullshit. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, I was just going to say that the Kristen and Katie combo like had me pissed off. Um, once again, I felt like Kristen, um, 
like just needs to let it go you know she just needs to like she needs to truly stop caring like katie is just not a nice person was a very annoying convo yeah i mean she starts crying and then literally kristen gets choked up where she can't even speak she starts crying and kitty eye rolls i mean like she's so annoyed and i get it and i think kristen has moved on now but it is hard like if someone's actually like choked up they're not just fake crying they're like choked up where they're like oh hold on give me a minute i i can't get words out physically and then Katie's just sitting there stone cold and then eye rolling what she's good at and seeing me so annoyed. It was just, and Kristen's like, whether you like me or not, I love you. I'll do anything for you. And if you loved me, you wouldn't walk away from me like this or blah, blah, blah. And Katie's just like stone cold. Doesn't even like no emotion whatsoever. I'm like, damn, she's, she's done. Yeah, she's done. Because um, even it, if you hated someone, you were so sick of someone, but if they were your friend for so long and they were like choke, it'd be hard not to be a little emotional. Yeah, she's definitely yeah. in this stage where she's just like, like Katie is just like angry and done. And I mean, I feel like I've been there with people before where it's like you've seen their their little ploy of doing their tears or whatever is going on, and you're just like, I, I'm I'm not gonna react to this. I'm not gonna react. Uh, like we just have to be done. I, I think what it would take for me, though, is if someone, like, really did shit to me, like, outlandishly did something bad to me, and probably more than once, mm-hmm. whereas rather than just be, like, a draining, exhausting friend, I would still feel for them. I'd be like, oh, I want to avoid you, probably, or I want to, like, scale back our friendship, but, like, if they outlandishly did something evil to me, um, then I get it. But I can't think of anything Kristen has outlandishly evil, evilly done to sh- Katie, except for that maybe the comment at that, you know, well, you, your husband cheats on you or whatever. Like, yeah, that was a bad comment. Was it like, I mean, I think she was mad because it was on camera. Yeah. Because it's not anything we all don't know. It's not like she let some secret out of the bag. Like, we all know this shit. So, I don't know. I just feel like if someone did a bunch of bad shit to me, then I could be, like, a little more ice cold, like Katie. But if it was just more like they were just a draining, overdramatic, exhausting friend, I'd be like, I'd probably just kind of scale back my time with them. But I wouldn't be, like, a cruel asshole. Totally. It's like, we. I mean we're definitely missing something because if we're not, that's really crazy. Um, yeah. What? Let's see what else we we have here. I kind of talked about a lot of this stuff. Yeah. So basically the party goes on, blah, blah, blah. They bring out a cake. They try to have a food fight. Sheena freaks out. She doesn't want any cake and neither does Charlie. The cake was the size of a nickel, okay, to hold, like, four candles. And, A, I'd be pissed, like, why do you make a cake that small if you're making, like, a specialty cake? Like, can you just make it, like, normal size? It was, like, literally a nickel. They put four candles in there, and I'd be like, she's not that old. Like, put her regular amount of candles in there so she can get a true wish because it doesn't count if you just blow out one or four. You have to blow out the amount of years you are hence my baguette you know come on people i was legit um 
I don't know. It's like they couldn't. And it's like that clearly wasn't going to feed all the people. So I guess it was just for looks. Yeah. Did what? Like, what's wrong with a sheet cake? Well, yeah, I didn't see that going around. Yeah. Yeah. Why not that? You can still pick up a piece and smash it in someone's face. Yeah. But, like, serve everyone cake. Don't just ruin the cake. And then, you know, they put a picture on there. They spent some money, but it was so small. Mm-hmm. It was confusing. Yeah. Cake confusion here. Um, yeah, Charlie is like, nope, nope, nope. And then they pan to her, like, a second later. She's like, ah, uh, my skincare routine cannot afford this. I was like, uh, damn. Like, A, what's your skincare routine? Because, like, I would never... Like, if someone put some cake on my face, or there's probably actually have been cake on my face from my own self, um, when I have pictures of it from, like, when I'm one years old. But I don't think, like, I would, like, break out or have any kind of weird reaction. Like, it's just cake. Just wipe it off. Like, that's going to fuck up your skincare routine? Yeah. Like, I want in on this skincare routine. Yeah. What is it? Yeah. I'd say her skin is magical, but she's also like, you know, 24 or 25. So everyone's skin is magical then. Maybe she has very and sensitive then Sheena, skin. I don't know what Sheena's saying. She's like, anyone touches me with this fucking cake, I'll freak out. So I don't know. I kind of think a cake fight is a little fun, but you know. Yeah. It's a lot of work to get their makeup on and everything. I'm assuming that's what it was about. <laughs> They do that every day. Like, I get, like, hey, if you're on the red carpet before you get photographed or before you go into the Oscars or something, like, yeah, don't fuck up, like, shove cake in my hair. But, like, they're just at Rock and Riley's. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's a dive bar. It's like, it's like a frat bar. Like, yeah, cake in the face makes it a little more fun. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. It's weird. It Maybe, is weird. Yeah. So anyways, well, that's all I have. Okay, I think that's just all a, I have, a too. a short little recap. Yeah, a just a, just a quick quick little 2-hour, 13-minute recap from us. Yeah, so. we just wanted to touch base with you guys Yeah, just wanted quick. to check in, just wanted to say, you know, here's a little something from us. If you want to leave me hanging, want to give you a little bite-sized <laughs> nugget. <laughs> <laughs> so, thank you. Yeah, thank that. you. And we'll be back. Um, we've got a couple things up our sleeve this week for you guys. So we should be back um, a couple more times. Oh. So tune in and we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye.